My name is Tisha Richmond. I'm a tech integration specialist, a family and consumer science culinary teacher of 23 years and author of Make Learning Magical. Welcome to the Make Learning Magical podcast. Welcome to the second episode of Make Learning Magical. I am still in the car on the way to Portland, and I still have my husband, Russell Richmond, with me, so he's going to join me for episode two as well, and this episode is all about jumping out of our comfort zones and trying new things, and I think we both have so many stories of how over the years we have taken leaps taken leaps to try new things and scary things, things that made us nervous, things that made us feel uncomfortable, and things that we weren't quite sure what the outcome would be. But so much growth has happened for me in those experiences. Every single leap that I have taken, whether it is a huge success or a fail, each one has given me more courage, made me feel more bold, and also it's it, there's this contagiousness to it, this feeling of that was exciting and invigorating and I'm ready for a new challenge now. And so I just feel as we start this new year, it's so important to think about what leaps are we going to take? What are those things that we are going to do that maybe is a little bit uncomfortable, that maybe is a little scary or a lot scary? And how are we going to do it? What is our plan going to be? Recently, I have had a lot of things in my mind of things that I want to accomplish. One of them is creating an online course. And I decided, you know what, if I'm going to actually make this happen, I need to set a due date for myself of when I want this first online course to be published. And then I need to actually put it in my calendar and figure out where those where those uh, benchmarks or mileposts or whatever you call them are going to be to make sure that I get to that end goal. And so I started thinking about, you know, this online course, how many modules I wanted it to have. And then I started to span out that planning so that every two weeks I'm going to complete another module. And if I do that and I keep on track, then I should be done by December. And I had to be intentional about putting that in my calendar. And not only putting those checkpoints in my calendar, but also making sure that I am putting in those those hours in my calendar. Making sure that I have hours within my week to actually make it happen. Because if I don't put those hours in, they're not gonna magically appear. I have been reading this book by Rachel Hollis called Girl Stop Apologizing. Awesome book. And in the book, she talks about 
having to carve out that time, having a minimum of five hours a day where you are pursuing whatever goal or passion that you have, that you have. It could be more than five hours, but making sure that you're intentional, intentional about having those hours in your calendar. This podcast that I'm launching, oh my goodness, it's scary. I've never done a podcast before and I, it's all new to me, but I have to thank my friend Adam Welcome. He has amazing books out there. Uh, He co-authored Kids Deserve It, Empower Our Girls, and he also has a book called Run Lap. All three amazing books, and he came to the Rogue Valley where I live this last week for another speaking engagement in another district, and so I had a chance to get a quick cup of coffee with him before his keynote, and was so inspired, so inspired by him and his get after it mentality and really, really challenged me. And he, he was actually the one that gave me the suggestion of doing a podcast. And so here I am, we met on, when was it? I think it was Wednesday and here I am Saturday driving up to Portland. Oh no, it's not Saturday. It's Friday (laughs) driving up to Portland with my husband and I'm on my second podcast. So super cool. So shout out to Adam. Welcome. Thank you so much for giving me the encouragement uh, to do this. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce my husband again for the second episode, Russell Richmond, a fantastic ceramics teacher from Southern Oregon, South Medford High School, who is always just inspiring to me because he creates such magical experiences in his classroom and he had he's such a great kid connector kids absolutely love him and his class and it's awesome so welcome Ross thank you so much for being on the second podcast wow well thank you that was a that was an awesome uh, intro I really appreciate it <laughs> absolutely well it's all true so I want to just chat with you because I know you have taken some major leaps out of your comfort zone lately, and I just want to talk about them. So maybe you can share with us what's one thing that you have really leaped out there and done recently uh, that's maybe scary or out of your normal comfort zone. Uh, yeah, there's a few. Uh probably the one that sticks out the most. I was asked by the Grundlers who run the, the K-12 art chat, which is an awesome chat. Um, one of the one of the best ways for me to connect with my, you know, uh, online PLN. It's so cool that way. And uh, not many ceramics teachers uh, around me, near me. And so um, I get a lot of art and ceramics uh, people that I can connect to um, through them. And so they um, asked me, it's actually the second time I did another one about a year ago, but they asked me to host their K-12 art chat last Thursday night. And so um, I'm not a huge, um, I don't know a lot about tech. And so it always stresses me out. Um, but uh, I, I, they asked me what I'd want to speak about. And I was talking about um, actually a book I had just read. And it was all about um, craftsmanship and, and the legacy that that leaves and, and the, kind of the, the balance between Art, artistry and craftsmanship, which has always interested me. And so um, they said I could chat on whatever I wanted, so I chose to write my questions um, off that subject. And um, so, yeah, that was my, that was the thing that's probably the biggest jump out that I've had uh, in the last couple of months. 
the reason why it's so stressful for me is because I I had never even used a tweet deck before or you know I last uh, time I did it Tish you helped me put in all the questions and um, you helped me put in all my answers and and all that good stuff which was awesome and so um, this time just to tell the audience uh, this time yeah Tisha showed me how to put in one question how to um, what is it called pre to schedule pre schedule a, a question and then um, like a great teacher she showed me how to do it made me show her that I knew how to do it by doing the second one and then um, left me alone to do the rest of them and so uh, threw me right into the fire which Tisha's awesome at just jumping in and doing stuff like that and so um, kind of forced me to do it and two hours later I came out um, having put everything in and also the reason why it took me so long is because um, she did tell me that I can also pre-schedule answers uh, to some of my questions so I could actually have more time during the chat to, to go back and read what everybody else writes and answer them as well. So that was a huge leap for me, but um, super fun. I felt it went well, and um, it just had a blast that night. And you were fantastic, by the way. It was an amazing chat at K-12. Our chat is, is a wonderful community of inspiring educators and I thought it was a really rich conversation and you did a really good job it's stressful I remember the first Twitter chat that I hosted it went so fast and it was really scary because you wanted to make sure that you replied to people and you were able to just keep up with the conversation and it's it's overwhelming so I was really proud of you for just jumping out there and going for it Thank you. Yeah, I appreciated the help because it was, I could have not done that one on my own, but I definitely feel like I could probably do another one. And that's the wonderful thing about jumping out there. It's like you, that first time is so scary, but then every time after it gets easier and easier and easier and more comfortable. And then you can up the complexity, you know, and, and add more things as, as you go. But sometimes it's just about getting out there and doing it. And think some, some things that, you know, I, to, to think about is one that support, you know, having somebody that can, um, either show you or encourage you. Um, I love that the Grundlers challenge you like, Hey, we'd love to have you host, you know, would you do it? And sometimes we just need that challenge, like somebody to ask us and it puts us in that uncomfortable spot. Like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't know that I would have chosen to do this on my own, but now it's out there. And this is my time. Like, I think I'm going to take this leap. And so you took the leap, which I think is awesome. And then having somebody, um, as a support system, I think is important too, that will, you know, help you when you do have something that you're stuck on or just want to kind of learn the ropes and how to do it, that you have that there. But then sometimes you just got to go and, um, and, and and do it on your own after you know how because if you don't do it on your own then you're always going to be relying on that other person to to help you along would you say Russ yeah I kind of you know it's interesting I the more I think about it it's so much like what we do in the classrooms every day and um you know I think about just because it's I know what I'm teaching and teaching ceramics is like that you know most of the kids have never touched clay or if they have it was years ago when they were little and 
showing them how to do something and then I know how to do it. I've been doing it for 35 years. I could easily do it for them and for me it's remembering that uh, they need to have the struggle to kind of cement that and embed it in their mind and for example on the art chat had you done all the questions for me this time um, and uh, you know and if you'd basically done all the work for me again I still wouldn't know how to do it so um, being thrown out there a little bit was the best thing that could happen and I think as a as an educator doesn't really matter what we teach it's uh, it's so easy to fall into you know not giving enough wait time maybe in another type of classroom and you answer the questions for the kids it's uh, um, uncomfortable to sit around and, and wait for a response and in my class it's like seeing a kid struggle not wanting them to to freak out and just you know quit the class so it's really easy for me to want to jump in and and help them through those things and it's and it's important for me to be there and support standing next to them but not necessarily um, doing the work for them so yeah, yeah that's a really great point and you know as a culinary teacher um, I felt you know, the same way that I would often do demonstrations and then send them off to do it, but just letting them hands-on get in there and and learn on their own and letting them loose, I think it really helps to to cement that, that, that learning, you know, in their brains and be able to um, really connect with the learning and to be able to retain what they were learning as well and I think too it also allows them to tap into that creativity and um, add their own personality to what they're doing so that is so awesome are there any other leaps that you're going to be taking anytime soon or any other leaps that you've done recently that you want to share about um well I talked about it in the last one, um, in the last podcast, but that was, I changed from something that I've been doing for the last 10 years till in the last two starting, like completely starting my semesters over, um, doing them a completely different way and, and letting go of all my things that I have felt like I had to get out there and actually having the kids just jump right in the materials, get in the clay and start working. And that was a huge one for me. That one just keeps kind of always coming back. Um, another thing that, and I shared this with my kids is something I've always wanted to do. One of those bucket list things is, um, I've always loved riding motorcycles, but never, um, knew how to work on them. And so I finally was able to get one really cheap and, uh, and start working on it. And I'm going through, you know, looking at a lot of videos online and, you know, figured out how to change the oil, how to change the spark plugs, how to change the oil filter. I'm learning how to take the bars off and put other bars on and I'm completely changing this motorcycle into a creation that I that looks totally different from what it started as as a stock motorcycle and that's been really fun and I shared that with my classes because I wanted them to realize that just like they're in my room and most of them had never done anything in clay um, it's that safety of you got to just go for it and try it and you're going to be okay and so I let them know I told them the same story and said you know I I should have taken some autos and metals classes in high school, but instead I only took ceramics. Um, and so now I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going for it. I'm just jumping in and, uh, and it's been really fun. And I got to say, just like this, it's always motivating to me um, just to see how you do stuff because literally Wednesday you talk to Adam Welcome about doing podcasts and next thing you know, um, here we are in the car and you decide like we're just going to go for it. There's no like... 
let's figure this out. Let's talk about it for a couple of weeks and like really get it planned. We're just, we're just doing it. And so I think that's, that's an awesome way. You got to jump in. If you, if you waste a lot of time thinking about stuff, sometimes you just, um, you just don't get right in it and see how to do it. So I appreciate that always about you. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, it's been a journey for me. And I think with every leap I take, I just get a little bit more courageous. But it wasn't always that way. And you brought up a couple really, I think, key points. One is that sometimes there's not somebody in our life that can show us how to do something. So, like, you jumping into this this motorcycle, you didn't necessarily have anybody in you know around you to be able to show you how but you could find it i mean we are in this day and time where we can find youtube videos and 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 learn how to do things from from a a number of different ways and so sometimes we just have to go if we want to learn how to do something we can find it we can find a youtube video we can find a blog post we can even find people when you are globally connected and start connecting to people around the world, you'll find people that can help you jump into these things that you want to learn. And so I think that that was a really important point. And I think also that it reminds me of just being a teacher in the classroom. And there were so many times that I wanted to try something with my students that I really wasn't super secure in. I didn't really know how it was gonna work in the classroom because I had never done it before. And so I would tell my students, we're gonna try this new thing. And I'm not entirely sure how this is all gonna work out. Will you learn along with me? We are in this together. And I think the more that I did that, the more um, vulnerable that I became, the more my students jumped into these adventures with me and then it made them feel safer to try new things as well because they saw me being vulnerable and taking risks in my learning and so they wanted to take risks in their learning too and so uh, it's so powerful it is so powerful when we truly get out of our comfort zone because that is really where the magic happens so I encourage all of you to do just that as you embark in another year step out of your comfort zones Explore your passions, try something new, take leaps professionally and personally, and you will be amazed at how courageous you become and how the, it, it becomes contagious. And the more you innovate and try new things, the more you crave it. So, Russ, do you have anything else to add? I do have one last thing, and I, th- I think it connects. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking about this. You know, um, in this day and age, you're talking about how, you know, you could find just about anything. And, and as educators, especially older ones like myself who have been doing it for a long time, I always think that my kids, uh, my students have to get everything straight from my mouth. And I have to be able to tell them everything and, and all the info that they get is from me. But quite honestly, I think, um, and I've been learning this with this whole motorcycle project, it's great to be able to ask people some questions, but to actually have to look some stuff up, get into it, hands-on try things on my own, I'm getting so much more out of that than if I was to just sit down with our autos teacher and have him talk to me and tell me how to do everything without actually having my hands on the motorcycle and working on it. So I think it's uh, I think it's just a, a good reminder for all of us, you know, um, it's great to, to give information, but then like, you know, if we can 
give bouts of information and let kids get out there and actually utilize it in some really hands-on way. Um, and I think that can be done in just about any classroom, any subject matter, in any grade level. Um, so just food for thought. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on another episode, Russ. You always have so much to share. And uh, you're just an amazing educator. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, everybody. What leap are you going to take in the next week, in the next month, in this next year? Think about it and jump out of those comfort zones and make magic happen. Until next time.